Hi, welcome to Kinship. We're four church sisters who share our discussions so that you're encouraged to deepen relationships in your local church. I'm here with Bethany Valencia, Kelly Barrick, Pam Talata, and I'm Francis Tobian. And we are talking about sex today. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. So we wanted to ask the question, put it on the table, was sex taboo in your family growing up? It was for me. Um, Filipino culture is very strong on keeping everything as surface level as possible and sweep everything else under the rug. So I don't think I ever saw my parents um, be physical with each other. Not like walking in on them or anything like that, but just holding hands or yeah. kissing. It was like when I would see them hold hands, I would like shrivel up mm. on the <laughs> inside um, because that's just not what I'm used to. Yeah. Were they affectionate with you guys or no? No. It was the same. Yeah. No. So you're saying the Filipinos that you know of. Yeah. Okay. We definitely didn't talk about sex. And I know that Aaron's family didn't talk about sex with him either. Okay. Mm. Great. Kelly? Yeah. No, same for me. I'm not Filipino, but... Um, <laughs> well, actually, my parents were affectionate. That was different. I think it was just the topic maybe they thought was like unnecessary at a younger age. Mm. And then by the time it was covered in school, they're like, that's a good age for yeah. it. And they just kind of had this like, you know, don't kiss, don't touch, don't date. Yeah. Yeah. Mentality just because like we were young. So I see where they're coming from with that. Right. But mm-hmm. I never have like that direct memory of distinct conversation of yeah. all that. Right. Um. F- for my family, should I share the story? I think it's I a like good it. story. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, when my, I have a twin sister, and when we were like 11, my mom gave us a present to go on a girl's trip, and we were really excited mm-hmm. until we saw her suitcase. <laughs> and there's like all these like preparing for adolescence books. Nice. And like my heart just flipped into my stomach and I was like no I know what this is so the whole trip while we're like kayaking and I'm like is it gonna wow. come on the water <laughs> and then it never came <laughs> because for my mom it's she's very shy about topics like that yeah and so then like a week later my dad took us out to the park and like had a full-on talk with us yeah so he's not as uncomfortable talking about it but he definitely like it's not a common subject mm-hmm. right, and right. I would still feel uncomfortable talking about yeah. it. But every once in a while he makes a weird comment and we <laughs> laugh and right. like, but it's definitely not, it's not something I feel comfortable talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, our family, we would probably go on the other spectrum, which is making fun of sex, um, speaking vulgar about sex. So mm-hmm. that's where, you know, when we go to family parties, you're most likely going to get to that topic. <laughs> so I think that was a struggle was like, okay, how do you um, have sex be beautiful mm-hmm. and at the same time not make it vulgar? And, right. you know, so right. I mean, yeah, my mom, you know, bless her heart. She's, I love her and <laughs> she talks about it. We make jokes about it, you know, <laughs> even now, like she'll stay, say stuff and it's, you know, we'll start laughing about it, but yeah, that's it was always like that, even growing up? From what I recall, yeah. I mean, as I got older and got married, then I felt mm-hmm. comfortable talking mm-hmm. about it and expressing mm-hmm. it in ways that were 
like trying to be God honoring, but I'm sure I Mm -hmm. overstepped my line because, you know, I just have family that are hilarious. And (laughs) once they get me going, then I want to just entertain them, you Uh know? So I'm sure I've like overstepped and be like, oh no, like maybe that was too much, you Uh know? And then when PJ's there, he'll just get like red in the face and then be like, (laughs) okay, I'm going to go in the other room. (laughs) So yeah, that, and there's, you know, there's six of us, there's six girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a fun topic. I would mm-hmm. say in our like growing up, it's just fun to talk yeah. about. But we could take it to the other extent, <laughs> it's like, like opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very. Yeah, I not know. fun. Let's well, stop talking. Interact with Jennifer specifically oh, really? talking about sex. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if Jennifer and I are talking about it. Yes, it's but it was like it was nice. Yeah, I want to be like that with my sister, but then I shrivel up. Yeah, <laughs> I feel it's very natural, especially with my sister to just talk about it. Like mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. I, that's where mm. I come from. Okay. So, Woo. yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> She's okay, guys. <laughs> Do you think sex is discussed enough in the church? Why or why not? Um, I mean, it's obvious for the three of us, besides you, Arthur Francis, that it's awkward and embarrassing, or it feels awkward and embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so many people are often shying away from wanting to talk about it mm-hmm. right like i don't yeah. know no we talk about sex pretty often yeah. mm-hmm. um but normal <laughs> not with microphones <laughs> no. normal people, <laughs> normal people the normal average people. person would not mm-hmm. be like hey so how's your sex life going with mm-hmm. your husband mm-hmm. stuff like that and should they should the normal person come up <laughs> to you and ask you <laughs> apart from my conversation with you kelly when i first met you you right. mentioned that that's the first thing i asked <laughs> Don't make that the first thing yeah. you ask. <laughs> Probably get to know them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think especially for people who work in a church with like the families being so protective of that subject. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if even someone in a church were to talk to your kid about sex without you being in control yeah. would cross a lot of lines. So oh, I yeah. think the church kind of just like waits so that they don't step mm-hmm. on people especially with like what age do you do it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. how do you you know bring it up without consulting the parents and then like it's just easier not to ruffle all those feathers right um but then like when you hear about it, the church it's always that vague it's beautiful it's wonderful wait for it <laughs> yeah and that's it so that's that's my experience of it in the church right. Well, I think, too, um, culture has progressed a lot in the last few decades, mm-hmm. and maybe the church hasn't caught up with that sexual revolution and being able to address it. I think yeah. that's what mm-hmm. happened. Like, culture has just moved on where sex is completely permissible, and with the internet age of pornography, yeah. and the church, I don't think, has been able to address those issues to stay on top of the culture in that area Mm -hmm. and people in the church are now falling victim to those sins. Right. But Mm -hmm. the church still hasn't caught up to be able to address it in most cases. Like Mm -hmm. not every church is like that, but I would say the majority. Right. We have it in our church covenant to that. We should be fighting against pornography. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really love that. That Yeah. yeah. It's in every single hymn book that we we're against it. Right. Yeah. And just touching on what you're saying, Bethany, like, because the culture has progressed so much in making sex so available, Mm -hmm. whether it's online or whatever. But yeah, the church definitely um, would have to do its part to like tackle Mm -hmm. that sin that, you know, lingers in people's hearts. Um, 
like when you look at just the scriptures, you look at the Bible, there's a book on it, Song mm-hmm. of Songs. Like the church should not be scared mm-hmm. of approaching this topic. Like mm-hmm. you have such a beautiful book about sex. And you also have just the scriptures that constantly go back to like the marriage and talking about marriage in an intimate way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see how churches won't touch on that subject when yeah. God has given us the parameters yeah. to talk about it right. and how to talk about it. And it's, yeah, it's apparent, like, talk about it, you mm-hmm. know, within your church. And of course, you know, you don't want strangers coming up to you <laughs> asking you, you know, it, it should hey, be hey. in an appropriate <laughs> place, yeah. not at prayer meetings, you know, <laughs> like, hey, you know, I want to share. Have you guys ever heard a sermon on Song of Psalms? Or sex specifically? No, I don't think so. I never have. I was just thinking about it. I believe I have. I'm wondering if PJ I think you did. has. Yeah, I'm not sure. Just yeah. curious. I mean, I PJ has read books on it. I've heard. I, I believe I've heard a sermon on it. Yeah. Okay. But maybe was it weird? Won. Was it uncomfortable? Like, did you feel like the room was uncomfortable, or did you feel like, oh, great, this is like getting talked about? Like, how did people? Did you feel? shout amen? I know, right? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out because I know I've heard like sermons, uh, like not PJ or anybody, mm. but just maybe like a podcast or like just a sermon online. But I mean, they were just good discussions. But I, yeah, I don't remember if personally. I know PJ will probably be like, what? I did it. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, okay. What influenced your perception of sex more, the church or the world? I know it's touching a little bit what we discussed already, but mm-hmm. for your individual life. The world for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with pornography so mm-hmm. obtainable, yeah. like, that's what I thought sex would be mm-hmm. in marriage specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, no one's a gymnast or anything mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, sex is just so much more beautiful mm-hmm. than what pornography has to portray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. But as I continue on in marriage, I'm starting to reshape what that looks like, mm-hmm. um, where it's this like beautiful dance between Aaron and I, mm-hmm. as uh-huh. opposed to um, it's my job to make sure he's happy. Yeah. Mm. As if it's like one-sided, like, no, sex is for both of us. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's nice. Good. <laughs> You're um, like, yay. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yay. Amen. No, I think... For me, it was kind of a weird combo because like you were saying, like the world portrays it as such like an easy, casual, great, easy thing. And Mm. then the church is like, this is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Just don't do it. Mm -hmm. And then like it like it is beautiful, but it's not what the world says. But there's also like an element to the church where it's like there's like emotional vulnerability to it. Mm -hmm. And like it's so much more than physical. And I'm not sure the church or the world really like talked about that for me mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so talked about the emotional yeah like they're like it. oh mm-hmm. it's so like the physicality of it especially in the world i don't think the world ever addressed like what it does to you emotionally but yeah. like especially the church i don't know maybe to be helpful or maybe not to just was very vague on that part yeah. because right. it was the physical temptation that was there uh-huh, right. right but emotions mm-hmm. follow yeah mm-hmm. so like that for me was the biggest like difference between even what the church or the world said when I experienced it right I think praise the lord I was very sheltered from Mm. having any idea what sex was like Mm -hmm. 
and I think that's a good thing Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, But I think like if you're not letting the church shape your view, then the world is going to. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I am. I can't say the world didn't. I just I, I have a hard time pinpointing how because I was I mean, I say sheltered in the best way. Right. Not like kept in a basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you but, clarified that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of exposure to a lot of sexual material before God. I got married. Praise I mean, God. now <laughs> that I'm married, it's not that I do either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean. We get you. We get you. Yeah. I grew up not in a Christian home, um, wasn't sheltered. So it was very much the world that shaped me mm. in a very bad way, um, looking at sex as a as a weapon, using it um, to feel pretty, mm-hmm. to feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I always blank out. To powerful? No. Powerful, maybe um, like finding your identity, trying mm. to figure out your identity. So yes, I'm very much was in the world and even as a Christian and I've seen this a lot too once once you're an when you're a non-believer you're not Christian you're in the world and you're Mm -hmm. doing whatever the flesh does once you become a Christian it's not like it magically goes away yeah Mm -hmm. like automatic you Uh know it would be great if it did Mm -hmm. but it doesn't right um I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that that's what happened. Like if they had um, sex before marriage, then it was no big deal to just drop it. That wasn't my case. It was Mm -hmm. difficult because now I was Christian. Mm -hmm. Now I knew what the gospel was saying about just sin, but it was hard Mm -hmm. to drop that. Right. That that yeah. specific sin, sexual mm-hmm. sin. You're not completely sanctified once you right. become a Christian. Yeah. yeah. So then you start battling hypocrisy because mm-hmm. now you're like, wait, but I'm Christian and I'm still doing this. Yeah. Right. And now you want to cover it up because mm-hmm. now you're like, well, I'm Christian. I'm not supposed to be doing this. Right. And so you just get more and more deceived. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're really where Satan wants you, you know, mm-hmm. just yeah. deceived, ashamed, scared. Yeah. So, yes, it was very much the world for me personally. Um, Bethany, was sex what you expected it to be? I know you mentioned you were sheltered, but in a good way. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good question. I really like had no idea mm. what it would be like. Mm-hmm. like Going with n- the blank slate. Yeah, yeah. Except like I had one friend who before she like, I she's like, I need to talk to you. And she just had a really hard experience and mm. it was really painful. So like, mm. That was my biggest fear was like, oh, is it going to be super painful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which obviously like it kind of was, but yeah, not mm-hmm. this, this lady had a really hard experience, mm, yeah. you know, but I think, I think it's more, um, complicated than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's mm. not like Kelly was saying, it's not just a physical thing. Right. There's right. so many emotions and like, it's, I mean, we've talked about it before. It's like, a picture of your relationship. So if there are hard things going on in your relationship, that's going to come out Mm -hmm. when you're having sex, you know? So I think that whole idea of it, not just being an an isolated thing that you do, but like encapsulates your entire relationship. I had no idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. No, kind of. Yeah. Kind of what I already said. Also, I think it was really good of you to keep yourself not, like asking a bunch of people about mm. it because I let everyone in. Yeah. So I had like everyone's stories going in with me. And mm. I think that caused a lot of anxiety and yeah. fear. 
Um, but yeah. By the way, question with that was it were there were they Christian? Most people in my life at that point were. Yeah. I wish I had more non-Christian friends to be honest, but most of the people in my life were believers. And okay. Mm-hmm. Just wondering what the yeah. advice or what their stories mm-hmm. that they were giving you. Um, yeah, just a lot of a lot of advice, a lot of things like oh it hurt, like the pain <laughs> aspect, and then especially Which is good to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, good to right, know. Know. right. Yeah. Like, but then when it happened, like, I was like, <laughs> dang it, you know, like yeah. me yeah. too. Um, and that took a while to work through. Mm-hmm. So I think during the time when it was really hard, I got to see a whole different side of Paul. Like I got to experience mm. love and grace and understanding like mm. immediately yeah. from him. And just like, I have confidence in him that it wasn't all physical because obviously, yeah. you know, yeah. it wasn't. So I think that also was a small blessing. Although it was like, oh, I didn't think we'd have to work through this together. Yeah. Thought right. it was going to be easy. But, um, but like you said, once you get there, like, it's so much better than what I thought it would be, just yeah. not in the way that I thought it would be. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. How'd <laughs> <laughs> it come out that way? Erin and I were sexually immoral um, before we got married. And so, you know, when sex before marriage was full of, like, quote-unquote passion, mm-hmm. because sin is so tempting. And tricky. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and so it... it deceived me into thinking that coming into marriage it's going to always be passionate it's going to mm-hmm. always be like this really heated mm-hmm. um, night of mm. passion yeah. <laughs> very much there's a lot of heat going on <laughs> were you burning yeah, I was. Um, and it wasn't i mean sure there can be times mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we are passionate but mm-hmm. there are times where it's like fun mm-hmm. so sometimes when it was tired yeah, yeah. yeah. Tiring, but like but we need to be intimate with mm-hmm, each other. Right. There's just so many other variations, sides, yeah, mm-hmm. to sex than just the dirty kind before yeah. dating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 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 yeah. What I expected, just coming from my background, what I already shared was it being used in a in an improper way, mm-hmm. feeling like it's going to satisfy me. It's very mm-hmm. self-centered, yeah. me-oriented. But once I was married. Um, it was it was amazing because I didn't have to battle shame anymore, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what that was like. Yeah. So I remember um, our honeymoon. I cried because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I. There was a temptation to feel shame mm-hmm. and guilt. Right. But I was like, wait, that's not what I should be feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then this just complete freedom came after that where I was just floored by Mm. God's grace like this is amazing like this is what God intended Mm -hmm. uh, for sex so for me it was it was amazing I'm saying that in a way of just God dealing with my heart like Mm -hmm. it was amazing in that way just lots of grace and God just showing me like this is what it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. Um, and going back to just the fact that the reason why sex is good is is because God is good. Mm -hmm. God made, God created sex. So we can look at that and say, it's good. So even going back to that, like, thank you, Lord, for creating sex, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like that is so kind of the Lord to do that. That's so kind of God to do that. Um, Yeah. So anyways, do you agree that sex can be telling to the health of a relationship. And before I get there, let me say this quote from Tim Chester. So good sex is not about quality of technique, but about quality of relationship. I forgot the book, the name of the book. 
gospel-centered marriage. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) So do you agree that sex can be telling to the health of a relationship? Bethany, you touched on it earlier. Um, Kelly, if you want to go ahead and... I mean, I think just in my own personal experience, yes. Mm -hmm. Like you can probably, if you were to watch Paul and me interact, like the more we're talking, the more we're... Like the easier we look around each other that day Mm. is probably indicative of like how sex would go for us at that time. Cause like Mm -hmm. when we're fighting Mm -hmm. or like just edgy or tired, Mm. like that comes out, not saying that that's like, you shouldn't have sex when you're tired. Right. Right. But, and then I think inversely, like having more times to be intimate, Mm -hmm. improve like the edginess or like Uh the grumpiness. Yeah. yeah, I think it definitely, I think the sex can affect the other more. The other can affect sex. I think that the sex can be the driving factor there. Mm -hmm. Um, not saying that your relationship should be built on sex, but right. it, you know what I'm saying. Um, I mean, I think we'll talk about makeup sex later, but I think it's also a great indicator for me personally. Like, have I forgiven you? Mm. Like, am I at a good place in my heart? Because I can tell when we're together, like, I don't want to be here. Right. Or like, oh, no, this is good. And so it's a really right. good heart check for me personally on where I am and how loving I am towards mm. him. Yeah, I think it's a heart check on both ends because you could, if you are being grumpy because you're not, having sex then Mm -hmm. just realizing that you shouldn't be idolizing sex Mm -hmm. you know and then at the same time obviously looking back and saying are me and my spouse not connecting physically Mm -hmm. so it's it's really like neat to see how you sort of have to have a balance because if you're always upset because you're not having enough sex then it's (laughs) like well you're probably idolizing sex (laughs) yeah but if you're grumpy because you never have sex then it's Mm -hmm. like well you should be having sex with your spouse Mm -hmm. it's a way to consummate the marriage continually Mm -hmm. that's helpful to hear because we blame it often on sexual tension, like, mm. oh, we're mad at each other because we haven't done it for, like, a certain amount of days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or days. So. Right. <laughs> right. Um, it, it's, yeah, edifying to hear that maybe we are idolizing idolizing sex yeah. and that we should maybe attack sex in a different way. Right. Does that mean, like, if you blame your sin on not having sex, would that be a, a what word am I looking for? A clue that you're idolizing it? Like if you're sinning and you're saying, Mm -hmm. oh, it's because we haven't had sex. Yeah, I would say you could check the heart, you know, but there is legitimacy to like what Kelly's saying, like being edgy and like, why are we not connecting? Mm -hmm. Like that's a way God brings marriage together, spouses together is through that physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that doesn't mean like people that are physical intimate are always connected. You could go the Mm -hmm. other way too, where it's just literally like, we're just here to do this and that's, that's it. We're Mm -hmm. roommates, you know, which obviously isn't healthy, you know, but a lot of heart checking, Mm -hmm. I would imagine. So like, even if you feeling edgy or if you're not like even being thankful, you know, that, Mm -hmm. okay, we haven't had sex for a few days or a week, Mm -hmm. then being thankful and then readjusting. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. how can we readjust? How can we fix our schedules so that my wife's not tired or my husband's, you know, coming home at a certain time, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of that. Um, Pam, you did mention something about what I was saying, but do you agree that sex can be telling to the health of a relationship? Yeah, because when Aaron and I don't have sex, we're, I don't feel as close to him or I feel yeah. like distant. So mm-hmm. right. it's helpful to connect physically yeah. as well as emotionally. Right, right. So PJ, when we do, PJ, like if he's here, <laughs> when PJ and I do um, marriage counseling, that's one of the things we do ask is how's your sex life? And it's not mm-hmm. because we're trying to be nosy. Mm-hmm. We do ask that question um, 
but it's not to be nosy. It's really to try to figure the health of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's like a barometer. A barometer. There you go. Word. It helps us see like, where are they struggling? Is it not even on their radar? Cause I know we've had conversations with couples where that they don't even make the connection, mm-hmm. like being like edgy or being short or no romance. The, the wife feeling like she's not being romanced at all. Mm-hmm. It's not even on their radar. So when we bring mm-hmm. it up and we try to make that connection, they're like, whoa, like I didn't even see that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure where I got this from. Maybe it was John Piper, but they were, he was talking about, or the author was talking about how basically the man romances the wife so that he can have sex. The woman give sex so that she can have romance Mm -hmm. and at first that could sound really like harsh like whoa is this like a give and take Mm -hmm. but it really is it's a beautiful dance Mm -hmm. it really is and I've had conversations with family members and friends where you know we do talk about like the edginess and maybe they're not having enough sex or maybe your spouse isn't feeling desired and it becomes more of like well why is he like I'm going to give sex so that he can be happy, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm going to give sex so that, you know, and you don't want to do it in a manipulative way, right. but there is a beautiful dance to it. There's a dance of, this is what I have, uh, I have a desire for mm-hmm. and I want to make you happy. And then vice versa. This is what I have a desire for and I'm going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. So right. sex within marriage is very much a dance and it's very much a, a give as opposed to just a take mm-hmm. because yeah. the world is going to tell us that it's all about taking. Mm-hmm. Like that was my history. It's mm-hmm. all about taking. It's all about making me feel beautiful mm-hmm. and um, confident when it's like that's not what God intended. Mm-hmm. So the confidence that you should get is within marriage and that's going to make you feel beautiful when your husband romances you. You, like mm-hmm. that makes you feel beautiful and you mm-hmm. should feel beautiful yeah. Yeah. and then connecting that to you know to the lord and mm-hmm. and being thankful for marriage um so make these connections for me mm-hmm. god and sex god is the creator of sex mm-hmm. designer artist yeah <laughs> you call it a dance yeah mm-hmm. he designed it and it has a specific purpose mm-hmm. to glorify him yeah mm-hmm. i'd say god gave sex mm-hmm. as a gift mm-hmm. that yeah. he likes it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said before, God is good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. God is good in giving us sex. Mm-hmm. Amen. So sex is good. Right. If in marriage. Right. Yeah. Make this connection for me. Sin and sex. So that kind of goes into what we were talking about earlier. But I mean, the first thing that popped into my mind is if there's sin in the relationship, mm-hmm. um, if there's a lack of reconciliation, then that's going to show in the sexual relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I would say that um, they're connected by pride. Mm-hmm. That most sin that I feel like I have in sin, I mean, mm-hmm. in sex, comes from like a selfish place of like, this is mine. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's for me. And that's that's a prideful place where I put myself above um, Paul, but also above like God. Mm. I'm saying, no, God, I know better. It's for me. Yeah. 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 Uh, when I was pregnant and feeling ugly and fat, I would use it as a manipulation tactic. So I think that that's where sin and sex would connect for me. Is I would lord it over Ezra. <laughs> I would lord it over Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, like if if he wasn't making me feel beautiful, then I wouldn't give him sex. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The connection for me when I first saw that was for those that have had a a past of abuse. 
So if you've had a, a, a sexual abuse mm-hmm. um, happen in your life, then that stains how you look at mm-hmm. sex in marriage or even in the world. Yeah. So for me, that was something that I had to deal with. Like, how am I going to look at sex through the lens that God has given me now, as opposed to my own lens of trying to make sense of what happened to me and also like bringing that into your marriage because you do bring your sexual past into Mm -hmm, your marriage it doesn't it doesn't get left at the door when you you know so having to figure that out and ask God to help me and you know praise God for PJ because he was really there to help me see how to how to make good of something that was really just bad for me Mm -hmm. and yeah I mean for those out there who have had like sexual sin committed any kind of abuse like that's very scarring Mm. and you do need to talk about it Mm -hmm. you do need it it needs to be addressed you can't just leave it and think you just can't leave it and think that it's going to get figured out Mm. but you really need um some type of counseling you know even if it's from your husband counseling you or that's how it was primarily for me but i mean that's not your story that doesn't have to be your story so Mm -hmm. you might have to get biblical counseling or other things because I've seen people that have just been, you know, just really destroyed by that. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, yeah, it's hard and it's difficult and God has, God has a plan. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Mm -hmm. It's a very good plan. So making sure that you're talking about it, you're becoming vulnerable and you're letting people in because that's one of the things is when you have a sexual, um, abuse past, your um you have trust issues as well Mm -hmm. so that you take into the marriage as well so that's the connection i made or i make so that is it thank you for joining us here on kinship if you heard something that encouraged you or challenged you please subscribe and feel free to share Bye. bye if you have any questions or comments feel free to email us at kinshippodcast at gmail.com please leave us some reviews preferably nicely shout out to Aaron Talata for the music and for all audio Pam Talata